BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Good morning, Millennials. Welcome back to The Toast. Happy Thursday. Hope everyone's having a blessed day. I am, because I'm joined by, yeah, I made it. Mm-hmm. I'm the world's greatest. I know it's R. Kelly. Don't come for me. It's such a good song. Hey, I'm Jax. that star up in the sky. I'm the mountain way up high. Hey, yeah, I made, made it. it. Mm-hmm. I'm the world's, I'm the world's greatest. greatest. I know. It's like so sad that he had to go Nothing like an a little R. Kelly to start off the day. So true. Hey, Jax, how you doing? Darn good. Thank you very much. How about you? Um, do I look like puffy? No. Well, I should because I was up all night sobbing, sobbing. I did not go to bed till 2.30 in the morning. Sobbing from this book in five years. I never cried like that. I never cried like that in my fucking life. What? Oh my God. I thought you were going to say that you were up sobbing from the sound of music because I was. Oh, you watched it? Because I was. I made it all the way to intermission. Like remember when there was an intermission in a movie was the perfect time to turn it off. I'm going to finish it tonight. It was so good. I was getting like a little emotional. It was so beautiful. Oh, wow. But I can't believe you're crying over in five years. Saw. I never saw. I have cried like two or, three, two or three times at books. And when I say cry, I mean like, you know, tears well up. Maybe, yeah, a, yeah. maybe a tear. Jackie, you would have thought someone died. Sobbing. What about it? Spoiler alert. But this was a book that we read for the Redheads in 2020. So if you've been keeping up, like, this is old news. Spoiler alert, okay? In five years, Rebecca Searle about to be spoiled. Her best friend dies of cancer and they like literally take you through the whole thing and then like, they're, oh my God, I'm literally going to cry talking about it. Like she, they're like ignoring that she's going to die. Like they, they're like, they haven't even like thought about it. And then like the girl is like, we need to talk about it. Like I'm dying. And it was just, oh my God, sobbed. Like I've never sobbed in my whole life. So do you like the book? Love. Wow. Cause when we read it for the redheads, like we weren't that impressed. Mind you, it was when we were doing two books a month during COVID. Dark times. And we read it right after before we were strangers, which we all love. But then two weeks later, later we read this. And like, we're not a bunch of girls who like read a lot of romance books in a row. So we were kind of fatigued and it didn't get the shine that you're saying it deserves. Oh my God, I'm obsessed. I'm so glad that you liked my recommendation. Loved, loved, loved. Thank you so much. So if I'm looking like puffy or my voice sounds like a little hoarse, it's because I was up all night crying again. Did you finish the book? No, no. I It was so late. Ben was snoring and like I really needed to go to bed. I thought you were going to find it a little stupid. Okay. So I was about to find it stupid. But I, I what I really like about the book is it's all um, 
about this dream that, that that the girl has. And I'm a person who like, I'm very in touch with my subconscious. I have crazy dreams. I have dreams that I've remembered since I was a kid. I have recurring dreams. So I actually liked that this book was like referencing a dream because there are dreams that I have. There's like two or three that I've had in my life that like I am always thinking about. Got it. Okay, so it spoke to you. I, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Um, so I just wanted to say like if I look, you know, not like my usual supermodel self, that's why because you were emoting. I was also so busy yesterday, like podcast, 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 meeting, 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 ended the show, I mean, ended the day with our first ever live podcast. We did a live YouTube video and audio podcast on our Patreon yesterday. It was so fun. It was a YouTube live, which we used to do every single day for our show. Some of you guys are new here, but this show started as like a Facebook live, Instagram live, and YouTube live show. Then we eventually stopped doing Facebook and Instagram. But for like many years, we would do this show live on YouTube and then, rec- and then you know, upload it as a podcast. But we had the live chat and that was like a, be- like a really great part of the live element of our old show. And to kind of go back to our roots with like, there was like 4,000 people there. They were chatting, chatting, chatting. Like I was living for it, living for it. It was so much fun. I think everyone had a really good time. It was a great way to spend the night. We broke down like a lot of the pop culture stories from this week, things that like we didn't get a chance to talk about. We really dove into the sound of music, which inspired me to watch the movie. And it's so good. And the more I thought about it, the more I was like, this is my perfect movie. Like it's a historical period piece musical about the campers. Speaking of musicals, we also dove deep into the Glee documentary, which has been like a developing story online, but it's not really like interesting enough to talk about on the toast. But actually, if you look like deep enough, it actually is really interesting. So we were able, we read like a review um, that kind of, you know, read the documentary to filth and we got to dive deep into like the Glee curse. It was a really good episode. Like we did lots of pop culture, lots of Jackson Claude and I had so much fun. Like I can't wait to do it again. Yeah, me too. We'll definitely do it again next month. So if you want to watch the show after it happened, you can head over to patreon.com slash toast. It's there waiting to be watched and enjoyed by all. 100%. So today I have uh, an exciting day because after we wrap the toast, I'm going to record a podcast with my twin. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. I'm so excited. Are you able to say... Yeah, oh. I'm doing Victoria oh. Fuller's. She already posted about it. So I'm doing oh. Victoria Fuller's podcast. Like, not my twin. It's going to be like so much twin energy in one studio. I just hope there's not on video because it's going to be really confusing. Like, it, who's talking? I do believe it is on video. Damn. Well, hopefully her voice is very different than yours, which I believe it is. I think it's lower and slower. Yeah, no, but I'm excited to see her in person. Like, so it's like looking in a mirror. Because I always say, like, one of the most annoying things about the human experience is never being able to see your body like I can look down at my legs but I can never be you looking at me I will never see what other people see it's like so frustrating like and a mirror is really not accurate so I think being in the same room as Victoria Fuller will be the closest I will ever get to seeing myself (laughs) okay a mirror is accurate, except there's always a part of me that's like, what if the mirrors are all lying and none of us look like what we think? No, but also when you stand in front of a mirror, you're typically posing. Like even if you're just standing in a way that's flattering, you never see yourself like 360. It's two dimensional. Yeah. It's not accurate. It's not accurate. By the way, when was the mirror invented? Like did people used to just like exist having no clue what they looked like? They would look at their reflection in like a lake. That's oh. Narcissus. In a lake. Like a lake. Like a lake a lake. You know, in a spoon. 
And then eventually the mirror came to be. But I think for a while there was like reflective surfaces, surfaces. that weren't as clear as our mirrors now. No, they were and a little foggy. Don't you shudder to think what people will be seeing their reflection in in a hundred years? Fucking scary. They're going to be like looking at an x-ray machine. I'm actually, I'm glad to be alive in the age of the mirror. Like I didn't want to be looking at my reflection in a lake because you got to bend down to look at the lake and then you got a double chin. So I would just be extremely insecure in the Renaissance. No, but maybe, no, maybe you're secure because like you see this vision of yourself that's like a little blurry, you know, it's just a silhouette. So I'm looking good. I don't see these details. I don't see that pimple. That's true. It's like a little too much. Yeah, we're seeing a little too much now. Okay, tell me if this is like the worst call ever. Do you feel like pimples are like a new age thing? I just refuse to believe people like in the industrial times like had pimples. Well, people in the industrial times definitely had pimples because that smog was clogged up yeah. their skin for sure. But I do think all of this skincare, it's a little chicken and egg. Yeah. And you see, like, I mean, Ben loves to say because he, he has perfect skin because he doesn't put anything on his face. But I think he's also someone who's just blessed with good skin. Yes. I think that definitely in the Renaissance, there were pimply teenagers. But I also think that a lot of current environmental factors and also products that we have and consume and like how everything has just a bajillion chemicals like it's not helping I guess because like the only way I envision like the renaissance is like from tv like in the gilded age nobody had pimples but it's because they're actors yes yeah okay and like if someone in the renaissance had their portrait done like the artist isn't including the pimple like a lot of those portraits are extremely flattering photoshopped photoshop yeah facetune no that's so true so who knows what they were looking like? Scary. Yeah. But maybe they think we look scary with like our Botox. And our big and our lips. Big lips and like all of our makeup, like a couple of clowns. I'm going to be honest with you guys. You look like fucking clowns. You know, because people like in the, um, what, I don't know what era it was called, but in like France, you know, Marie Antoinette, when they were wearing like literal clown makeup, mm-hmm. like they thought they were gorgeous. And I'm like big wigs. I'm happy for them. Yeah. yeah. And confidence, they were the big wigs. Confidence is a timeless asset. Yeah. But beauty is, it's relative and it isn't. Like, I think it's also timeless, you know? I think there's a, yeah. there's a certain person who's beautiful in any era. Me. Latour. Latertia. So Victoria Fuller. Latertia. Yeah. Laturd. Um, So it's the Thursday, which means we're so close. We are so close, you guys. Hold on. Hold on for one more day. Um, Tomorrow's Friday, and we have a great show today. So by the time you're done listening to this, it might even be time for like a late afternoon snack and then, you know, sneak it out of work early. So we're going to get you through. We're going to sail into this Friday. Yeah. We really are, though this week has been not nefarious. It was a four-day work week, and for that, we are grateful. Yeah, so we need to acknowledge the good weeks just like we acknowledge the bad weeks. So true, Jax. So true. Some weeks never end, but today I woke up, I was like, it's the Thursday? Wow. There are some weeks, like I swear to God, that I'm still living in. Like, they're so long. Yeah. But not this week, and we should acknowledge you're correct. It's a cute little shorty award. Sure, please. I'm triggered. I'm sorry, but you need to like you need to confront your triggers. You can't be one of those people that's like I can't say shorty. Go shorty. It's your birthday. Gonna oh. party like it's your birthday. I didn't really even tell anyone because I genuinely forgot. But like last week was my half birthday. 
I thought you're celebrating your birthday now on your half birthday. I know. I forgot. <laughs> well, maybe you celebrated it in L.A. I think that's a good way to celebrate. Yeah. It was just like frustrating because I wanted to have my 28th birthday last week and I totally forgot space because I'm so busy. Yeah. So we'll, we'll party in July. I guess. You need to stop hating everything that you can't change. Mm. No, because I like it. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, no. I like I am all for hating things that you can change because it's motivation to change to them. change it. Yeah. But just because you can't change something doesn't mean you have to accept it. Like, no, I'm still going to hate that shit. I think you should. I agree with you. I agree on the whole. But I think you should accept your birthday and find a way to find joy in it because it's every year that this is like a struggle. And really, now that you're grown, like you need to drop the childhood camp trauma of not like getting the birthday that you wanted because now that as an adult, like having a summer birthday is popping. Like all your teacher friends can come to your birthday party. I don't actually have any like friends who I would invite to a birthday party who are teachers, I don't think. Maybe that's Maybe a sign to, look to make inward. some. <laughs> Maybe that's a sign to make some. No, but also, okay, yes, I have summer birthday trauma from being a child. Like, mm -hmm. you know, everyone got parties at school and they could have, you know, parties on the weekend with all of their classmates. And I was in the summer and it was like I wasn't with my family and like it was just like, but it we, wasn't that sisters, great. Your sisters were there. We were there. At sleepaway yeah. camp. Yeah, no, sorry. I don't, I don't know why I said that. I didn't mean family. I meant like my home friends and like I didn't get a party at the house, whatever. And I thought as an adult, I'm like, great, well, now we're all adults and we have to work. So there is no real summer. It's arguably worse, especially because I loved camp. So, all right, I had to celebrate my birthday at camp. Sue me, you know. But now as an adult, people who work during the summer, well, everyone works. But during the summer, everyone's working so hard during the week. Everybody makes the most of their summer weekends. They take road trips. They take regular trips. They go see family. Like, nobody is really free on the weekends of the summer. But that's because you say, I'm not going to do anything for my birthday. I'm not going to do anything for my birthday. And then the Thursday before your birthday, you're like, why isn't everyone in the city for my birthday weekend? Or like, why aren't people going to be in the Hamptons? Like if you said now to your friends who you want there, we're doing a weekend in the Hamptons. Like I'm getting a table at Surf Lodge, my birthday weekend, like go be in the Hamptons. They would spend that weekend in the Hamptons. Yeah. You know what? Maybe I'll start planning it now. That's the lesson. I will say I do that every year. I'm like, I'm not doing anything. And then the day before I like send out a paperless post. And I did the same thing last and year. And then you're shocked when people are, are out of town. But I did the same thing last year. And I will say, last year's really came together flawlessly. Like, it was my first good birthday in a while. I did. And you know what? If anyone has a birthday, summer or not, feel free to take this idea. I did a mystery bus ride. So I basically told everyone, like, get your ass to my house, 9 o'clock, Saturday night. And there was a bus outside. I got, like, a big party bus. Like, we were going to prom. And, like, I invited everyone. I would say maybe 20, 30 people came. And it was a really good crew. It was and a good crew. And I didn't tell anyone where we were going and I was dropping hints along the way and I took everyone to Chelsea Piers where we bowled, we did laser tag, we went to the arcade and then we ended the night with a table at a club. Like it was actually a really good birthday. It was. I had a blast and everyone else did and they were into the mysteriousness of it. I think a lot of people thought we were going to Atlantic City. Right, which honestly is something I would do but I would tell people like pack a bag like you're gonna need right. fresh undies. No, like I didn't buy clothes for all you. <laughs> yeah no girl like the six podcast is not like that successful. I'm not like <laughs> out here getting rooms for you guys. It's not like a Tarte or a Revolve influencer trip where you get to your room and you have all the clothes that you need. Literally but now you have enough 
advanced window that like if you wanted to plan that you could and I'm sure you could get like work with a hotel get rooms rooms Wait, are pretty easy to come by that but if you want to stock the rooms with clothes you're gonna have to re- start reaching out to some brands show me your moo for the women okay wait I don't know if you're aware of like what's going down on TikTok right now, but there's like a Tarte trip. No. So Tarte has been like popping off, especially on TikTok. They started I doing- I love Tarte. Me too. I love Tarte. Oh. Here it is. Me too. Salt Life, but in different forms. This is this the is old the salt, one. By the way, you should get this. This is Salt Life Bomb. It has like chapstick in it. So I went to Sephora the other day and I picked out a few nice lipsticks and then the line was too long. So I just wrote down all the <laughs> numbers and left. Um, and I went to Tarte and I didn't see this shape lipstick. I saw this new one and I was like, there's no way that there's Salt Life. I just always assume it's discontinued. So I gave no, up. But This is shade Salt Life. I didn't even check out. So I need to place that order. I found like a gorgeous Pat McGrath lipstick that I wanted to get. Okay, so... Tarte has been doing these like really major influencer trips. Like honestly on on the same level as Revolve. Like with amazing influencers to these amazing places. And they have truly outdone themselves. So they're in Dubai right now. They took like maybe 15 of the biggest and baddest TikTokers to Dubai. Um, They flew them all first class Emirates. Everyone is sharing so much content. And they're staying at the Ritz-Carlton in like everyone got their own villa. And you walk into the villa and there is clothes, makeup. Like it's insane. It's honestly probably crazier than I've seen any Revolve anything. Like it's insane. And it's like all the girls that people really love. Like Monet McMichaels and Alex Earl. Like people who you've been following for a long time. Alex Earl is there? Yeah. And she brought her mom. Like it's like it's because it's like such a big deal. And everyone is like so excited because you, you know, you feel excited for these girls. Like you really were a part of their journey. And of course, everything has to turn negative. Okay. I have seen literally before you even said that, I'm like, when you feel a part of someone's journey, it's about to turn. Right. So <laughs> now like the narrative has turned. I've seen like people being like, this is so wasteful. Like we're in a recession with inflation. This just feels so out of touch. And it's like, what? I feel like inflation is such a big problem right now and nobody's really talking about it but when it comes to the tart influencer trip now All of a it's, sudden it's a big yeah now let's let's complain about inflation yeah no like and direct our ire at people who have nothing to do with it right no and it's like yeah no inflation is ter- we are living in dark economic times we are headed to slash already in a recession and it's going to be a long time like two things can be true you know but what the fuck does that have to do with Tarte? And Tarte is like a female-owned business. I, the, the owner, she's really, like, Tarte has really been popping off. I feel like they had a, a big moment a few years ago. And then with all these, like, new brands, they kind of took, like, a, a back step. And now they're really popping off again. And so the owner's content has been, like, coming up on my feed. She's like a mom. She started this business all by herself. Like, it's an inspiring story. Like, what the fuck? Chill. Yeah. I Chill. also imagine that so much of it is sponsored and paid for like Tarte didn't pay I don't think for every single thing like if, if there's a room full of stuff and all these influencers are going to be posting about it like it's probably free for like Tarte that's how Revolve works like yeah they give and actually those brands that Revolve like brings on their trip the brands pay Revolve like Revolve actually to the, at this point makes money from that stuff so it's not like Tarte is out here spending so much money no and I wouldn't be surprised if like the Dubai Board of Tourism is also working with Tarte yeah because it's such great, you know, uh, marketing for Dubai. It's like this great destination to travel. The Ritz-Carlton. I'm sure they'll be doing, you know, like cool sand dunes, like activities. So I would not be surprised if they got a lot of it for free. No, like you could go to a brand and be like the 15 biggest beauty TikTokers are going to be posting what we are putting in this gift bag. Do you want to be a part of it? Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to pay for that. 
Yeah, no, I agree. So I just like people, people will make like drama out of anything. It was so disheartening because it's like, it's exciting. I love, I'm obsessed with Monet McMichael. And like, she's really just like a regular girl and she just like really works hard on her content and she has blown up over the last year. And it's like, it's exciting like to watch people's hard work pay off. And it's like, Someone, I actually saw someone say, like, I was reading comments. I just wanted to see how, like, unwell people how were being. How far gone. They were like, it's so disgusting that these girls are getting products that are sold out online. What? No, that's really disgusting. People are not okay. You know what's that's, disgusting? No, it's like, on the one hand, like, let's focus on these big issues, inflation. Like, yes, on the other hand, and, we, and the products are sold out online. No, and people have really gotten really carried away with language. That's disgusting. No, you know what's disgusting? Human trafficking, okay? Calm down. She said it. So that's she your TikTok it. update of the day. Wow. I want to see these trips. Yeah, by the way, it looks sick. Is Michaela there? I don't know. I don't think so, actually. Because she's, to me, as an outsider, like the biggest beauty TikToker. She is. She is. I don't know if she's the most influential anymore, but she's the biggest in terms of numbers. I think she has 14 or 15 million followers. Yeah. Right. I would say right now, Alex Earl is the most. Everything she posts. Yeah, she's having, gone. you know, her big moment. Right. That Those moments don't last forever. So hopefully she's like building a good business around. Yes. This. Yeah, exactly. So sure she is. that's what the kids are up to. Very exciting. I hope everyone's having a blast on their trip. Me too. So I guess without further ado, yeah. shall we dive right in to the Fast Five stories that you need to know? Today's episode is brought to you by a new sponsor we haven't spoken about yet, but I've been using for a while, thanks to the Skinny Confidential, is the Canopy Humidifier. So for a long time, I've been using a humidifier. Ben was very into humidifiers, and I'm like, sir, this is not the vibe. And he was like, trust me, he really believes in the power of humidifiers, and I was not a believer. I was a skeptic. But for my skin, my sleep, and just like my overall wellness, a humidifier is game-changing. But traditional models are notorious for being fugly, they can get really moldy and re be really hard to maintain. I've actually thrown out like three or four drugstore humidifiers. They do not last well. But that's where the canopy humidifier comes in. So it's recommended by leading dermatologists. It is a completely reimagined humidifier that elevates your home for the ultimate in skincare and wellness benefits. Canopy's unique features and design make it the easiest, cleanest humidifier out there. It's truly um, the best kept secret for healthy skin. I've definitely noticed, like, especially in the winter, I can wake up with, like, cracked, dry skin. I've noticed a huge difference. But also where I notice the biggest difference is I feel like during the winter months for the last couple of years, like, I wake up with, a, like, a sore throat almost. Like, it feels, it's so dry. And it takes me, like, a few minutes to, like, drink water, brush my teeth before, like, I feel like my throat isn't constricted. But having a humidifier on my nightstand has made such a difference. And Ben wants to kill me because he's been telling me four years about humidifiers. And I just didn't believe. I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever. Like, whatever Ben says, I'm like, yeah. Like, Ben you, and his problems. Yeah, I'm like, you and your Eastern medicine. I'm like, stop. I was so wrong. And it's important to acknowledge when you're wrong. The Canopy humidifier has clean, no-mist moisture that effortlessly hydrates your skin to combat dryness, dullness, and fine lines and wrinkles. It's a hassle-free technology, inhibits mold growth, and the parts that go right into the dishwasher. It is that easy to clean. So go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy humidifier purchase today with Canopy's filter subscription. You could also use code TOAST at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Your skin will thank you when you go to getcanopy.co. Today's episode is also brought to you 
by ZipRecruiter. Unfortunately, you also have a new hiring challenge for 2023, like finding qualified candidates for adjusting or adjusting to candidates' work preferences. Thankfully, there's a place you can go to to help you conquer those challenges and achieve your goals when it comes to hiring, and that is ZipRecruiter. And right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com toast. So why ZipRecruiter? They use, they use their powerful technology to match you and find the right candidates for your job. You can see a candidate who'd be perfect for your job, and then ZipRecruiter makes it easy to send them a personal invite so they're more likely to apply. You don't have to wait for people to apply. They're being proactive for you. They're getting out there. ZipRecruiter offer, also offers more attention-grabbing labels that speak to the job flexibility, like whether you're offering a remote position, if there's training provided, and more. So really is getting your job listing into the right candidates, and they're putting forth the information that you need to know. Like, is this remote? remote? Do I need to come into the office? All the different things. Let's Zip ZipRecruiter help you find the best people for all of your roles. Four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. See for yourself. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash toast and try it for free. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash T-O-A-S-T to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. If you're looking for some beautiful, stunning, and smart candidates, ZipRecruiter is a great place to start. Yes, it is. Thank you, Claudia. You're welcome for all the codes and all the links that'll save. Our first story. Kim Kardashian buys famous Princess Diana Amethyst Cross Pendant for $197,453 at auction. Okay, I know we're living in dark economic times, but I feel like that's like not that much money. Like for A, like a like a piece of jewelry that's probably made, you know, out of the best of the best. And that has such historical and cultural significance. Yes and no. Like it's 5.25 carats and allegedly like this went for double what they thought it was going to go for at the 70s oh. auction. So it's like, I think the history of something definitely makes it worth a bit more. But if it's not like, you know, made out of canary diamonds, diamonds then it's only worth so much but it, i mean it's still it's amethyst so it's what it's, it's amethyst not. okay so that's not like forget me i'm i'm not you know caught kept up on my gems but i'm not a amethyst is not a diamond it's diamond encrusted amethyst oh so it has like a border of diamonds but the the main thing the purple thing is not diamonds it's yeah yeah, because jewelry like has sold for like there's millions of dollars right. worth of jewelry. So I agree with what you're saying. It's not like the craziest price jewelry thing we've ever heard, but I mean that's a lot for a fucking necklace. For sure. Anyways, on Wednesday, Kim purchased the diamond encrusted amethyst Atala cross pendant famously worn by Princess Diana at Sotheby's annual royal and noble auction. Ooh, but are you what s- having FOMO? I'm quaking. I would love to know what else was sold. Yeah. And if this like if I were Kim, what maybe I Granny's thought. license, maybe Granny's pantyhose. Let me just Google Sotheby's Royal and Noble, and also it's an annual auction. Oh, also I wonder who was selling it. Like, not the who, f- who owns it. Who owned it? Twenty twenty three. That's true because I feel like if William or Harry had it, they wouldn't sell it. Okay, there's a lot of china plates, cups, oh. glassware. Furniture, old ass furniture. So was it a necklace owned by Diana or worn by Diana? Great question. It was definitely worn by Diana, but probably no longer owned. So by that's the how they sell sell it. 
Yeah. So the uh, London head of jewelry for Sotheby said this is a bold piece of jewelry by its size, color, and style, which cannot fail to make a vibrant statement, whether it be faith or fashion or indeed both. Mm -hmm. We are delighted that this piece has found a new lease of life within the hands of another globally famous name. So I personally think like this is a great buy for Kim. One, she she loves like to wear a big cross. This is an iconic one. Christian girly. It's, you know, a piece of history. She obviously has the means to buy such things. And I think that it's in the right hands for its next life. Yeah, but I could just see, because, you know, everyone hated when she wore the Marilyn dress, people just being like, this is tacky. Like, history needs to be preserved. It's not in the right (laughs) hands, you know? Yes, of course. But I don't feel like it's a situation like that. Like, No, Kim will take care of it. She bought it. If she had bought that Marilyn dress. Right. I think it would have been a little different. Like, what can you say? Right. It's capitalism, baby, you know? Possession is nine-tenths of the law. Right. So it would have been hers to rip. Rip. Right. It would have been hers to rip, Olivia. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, you're totally right. I think that this is great. I always forget, like, Kim is, like, religious, you know? Yeah. Not religious, but, like, spiritual. She's pretty religious. The whole family is. Right, but you know what's so interesting to me about like other religions and specifically like here? Kim is Christian and Diana and the family, they're uh, Church of England, right? Yeah. Pro- well, that's Catholic. No. No, it's not. It's Protestant. What is it? It's Protestant. Okay. It's just so interesting how like you could be like different religions, but you have the same necklace. You know what I mean? Well, it's all under one No, I get cross. it. I get it. I'm sure they have other symbols that vary by... Yeah, that's true. Like Denomination. Maybe like Episcopalian dove or something. Yeah, maybe there's a dove. Actually, a dove is pretty universal. I think we love a dove too in Judaism. Doves are actually, you're totally right. The dove and the olive branch, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I love olives. Thanks, Selena. I do love olives. Thanks, <laughs> Selena. Um, anyways, I think this it's is so really... funny to me. Like, sorry to cut you off, oh. but you know, I am alive. Um... <laughs> It's so funny to me, like, what sticks with you, you know? I feel like you're always quoting, like, yeah. yeah. You're always quoting, like, either things that we say on the toast or things from Instagram or things from my comedy special. And it's never, like, the funniest moment. It's, like, this most random, like, teacher is happy, you know, yeah. from from my new special coming out soon. Yeah, and then from your old special, it's just infinitely quotable to me. Yeah, no, I just think it's funny, like, what sticks with you. I know. I don't know what it is. It's something about... The trope, like the... I didn't even think it was that funny when I did that Selena Gomez. For those who don't know what it's from, I did my food tasting series with Selena Gomez. I tried olives for the first time with Selena. And then I ended the video being like, this is disgusting. Thanks, Selena. I love olives. But the way that you said it was funny. Was it? Yeah, go back and watch it. I actually watched it yesterday. You were like going to vomit and being like, thanks, Selena. I love olives. (laughs) (laughs) Well, honestly, you're my biggest fan. And I can't tell you how much that means to me. That's so sweet. Um, But other question answered that this was owned by um, a long line of people who were not Diana. It was only ever worn by the princess um, and it hadn't been seen in public until now. But it had a longstanding history with the court jewelers Gerard, which designed the pendant in the 1920s. It was later bought by the late Naima Tala CBE, the former group's chief executive of Asprey and Gerard, who often loaned the one-of-a-kind gem to Princess Diana in the 80s. So if you had, like, you know... It was Diana's from the 80s. Ah! <laughs> Good one. Um, 
Okay, so if you were Kim or like you were you and you had, you know, unlimited disposable yeah. income to like purchase fashion from like, you know, from history or from, you know, pop culture, like what would you buy? I would have to look at my options. Obviously, yeah. I wouldn't buy a cross, but I would definitely look at the royal what's up for sale like in the royal adjacent because they're not selling the crown jewels but like yeah. did the queen victoria ever get a loaner necklace yeah no i wonder if like elizabeth taylor ever did like a big sale of her jewelry and auctioned off any like gorgeous you know jewish star necklace you know yeah. she's definitely sold some stuff because i think kim owns some elizabeth taylor stuff oh yeah but even in this sotheby's thing like there's some really beautiful art i could mm -hmm. go for some art yeah uh even the china's nice but like it's hard to get excited about china when you're only 30. No, and like you literally can't cook. Well, me, not you. No, I like I have wedding china and I've still never used it. Okay, but what's the difference between china and a plate? It, what it's made out of. So China's is like made out of like it's it could be like bone china, which is like material or like porcelain and it's very fine. So my Kate Spade home plates. Not china. Oh, so I don't have any china. You need china. I literally have never, like, I cannot remember the last time I set my table. Actually, no, I, I can. You won't use it now. Like, even now when I ho have Thanksgiving, I use my really nice plates. They're by Lennox. That would be, like, your Kate Spade adjacent ones. But, like, in your life, you will want China. You will use China. I guess, you like, you don't have to. But, like, eventually, like, there's a time and a place. Yeah, I guess. And it's one of those things that even though you would think, like, old smelly food plates, they wouldn't get passed down. Like, they're... They get passed down. Right. It's not a wasteful thing. Like they go for no, generations. No, it's like an heirloom. It's like an heirloom. Exactly. Cool. There's well, a lot I'm of swords in the Sotheby's auction. So far, the cross was the only thing I saw. So Kim did good. Yeah. She must have had her eyes on it for a while. Yeah. I wonder what else she has her eyes on. I guess we'll have to find out. That she's like waiting. To go up for auction. Yeah. A lot of silk coats. So today I actually decided to drink a coffee um, because I was up all night crying. Um, and I just felt like I was kind of tired. And now I remember why I like stopped drinking coffee. Like I have to poop. Like that's a real problem. It is a real problem. How do you oh, do it? You drink Claudia, a coffee too. There's an Edwardian scale. What the fuck is that? A scale like Fred the doctor. Oh, I'm good. Next to it is an old ass chair that went for... 120 pounds. I should have like bought a little trinket. I'm I'm gonna skip skip. Uh, I can't talk. I'm gonna stick with my WW scale that I bought off of Amazon. Love that for you. There's a group of linen and lace vestments that were 100 pounds. Okay, so there's like a, you know there's something for everyone. Some budget items. Cute. Um, yeah. Maybe next year. I'm um, sorry, you have to poop. Do you want to go do that? No, no, no. I was just wondering, like, how you podcast having two coffees in you and you don't have to, like, literally every time we cut, run to the bathroom. Train your bowels or you go before? Okay. I'm fine. Clench. I am. Are you ready for our next story, which is actually a little more Kim-adjacent news, considering we haven't sure. talked about her in five months and now today. Uh, we we it literally have not spoken about her forever. Like, she's been laying low, one, and two, any story that's been about her has just been, like, kind of annoying. Um, yeah. But today there's two worth our discussion. Okay. 
Cardi B says, Kim Kardashian gave me plastic surgery advice. So Cardi B has outed Kim's alleged best kept secret that she's had plastic surgery. Right. Kim has repeatedly denied cosmetic modification claims, but Cardi claimed that the big bootied starlet gave her a list of cosmetic surgeons. Cardi B was on the first episode of the Jason Lee podcast, and she got honest about her nose job and butt lift. And she said that Kim gave her a list of the most trusted doctors in town. Okay, that headline's misleading. A little bit, but so Jason said, okay, so how do you decide who you're going to go to and trust to touch your face and body? Because I remember the time we were at Chris's house and Kim gave you a list of people you could call and get help. You didn't call none of those people, you just did it at home. Cardi B said, no, I I called a couple of of the people that she gave me. Okay, so the headline makes it seem like Kim gave her a list of procedures and here's what you should do. No, honestly, to me... Obviously, Kim has had work done. If she's going to deny it, that's her prerogative. Honestly, I'm not going to, like, you know, get up in arms about it. Um, but I don't think this is necessarily an admission an admission of plastic surgery. Like, Kim obviously is the most glamorous woman in Hollywood. She's very well connected. I would take a doctor recommendation from her as well. Yes. Also, even on her Instagram, like, she'll post Dr. Orion. Uh-huh. And, like, Jason Diamond. Jason Diamond. And- even though what she shows is like her getting like a, a facial non-invasive. Feel. Like they also do surgery. So yeah. I feel like it's not a complete admission. Also, it's really the other guy who, who like called her out and was like, when we yeah. were at Chris's house, Kim gave you a list of doctors. So uh, Cardi B, I don't know if she would have said that if he didn't say it. Yeah, no, and it's, he it's getting late at like Cardi, It's getting late at Cardi's feet. Like I'm sure Kim's going to read this headline and be like, bitch. No, but and it makes Cardi B look bad like she was being a gossip. But this guy was being like a, you know, the draw. It. The straw that stirs the drink. Yeah, no, and he's like trying to draw it out of her. And he said, Kim gave you yeah, a list of doctors. It's the first episode of his podcast. Like he obviously wanted to make waves because he was being like a drama queen here. Yeah, and he did because we're talking about it. 100% mission accomplished. So I hope his podcast does well. Mm-hmm. We're, we were number four in comedy yesterday. Um, and like, so. You can't tell us nothing. No, you really can't, unfortunately. You could try. You could, but you couldn't. Uh, yeah, so anyways, I don't think anybody on earth really thinks that Kim hasn't had plastic surgery. The thing is, she's very choosy about what she says she hasn't had. Like, in fact, yeah. she did this Allure story where she said, I haven't, I've, uh, I've never had eyelash extensions. I've never done anything. I've never filled my cheeks. I've never filled my lips. I believe her that she hasn't done those things. Yeah, because if you look back on pictures of her, like, she did always have pretty big lips. Yeah. So, and, and she I doesn't actually look like she has crazy fake lips. Chloe looks like she has a little in, in, injection in there. And Kim doesn't look like she has stuff put in her cheeks. I feel like Kim wouldn't want filler in her cheeks. I don't know. what I feel like my, my gut instinct whenever we have this conversation about the Kardashians, but just about like celebrities in general, like, you know what? Like, really, people do not owe us a laundry list of what they've had done like it's people's bodies it's their own fucking business like and I think like this expectation that everyone because and I get it it's like I get the the opposing argument which is like you know it's creating this toxic beauty standard to not share what you've had done because then people will you know be like well why don't I look like that I get it but at the same time like celebrities are human beings and every human being no matter who you are or what you do for a living is entitled to privacy especially when it comes to like their body and their physical appearance I agree I'm just out of this mind I agree, but I just don't think people should lie. But I don't think Kim yes. has lied. I, I like she's clearly like answered bits and pieces of the question, but I don't think she's outright said I've not done something that she has done. Yes, that's true. So that's what I 
think, but I, I think she toes the line pretty well. And also like nobody really asks her. I feel like they know better. You know what yeah. I mean? Like she has a million interviews. Nobody asks like, what'd you do? Yeah. Are you ready for our next question? Yeah. Rapper Flo Rida has been awarded nearly $83 million in a fight with an energy drink maker. I'm obsessed with this story. I was watching footage of him in court. They like had to play his music like for like evidence. And he was like jamming out. Can you blow my whistle, baby, whistle, baby? He honestly, I feel like I know every single one of Flo Rida's song. I could not like pick a point, point to you, point him to Point him out to you on the street. Like, I have no idea what he looks like. He's such a pee job. Yeah, he is. And now he's getting his big payday. He was awarded $83 million uh, on Wednesday after a South Florida jury found that the makers of Celsius Energy Drinks breached a contract with the rapper and singer and tried to hide money from him. So it's crazy that it's Celsius because they're very huge and popular Legit. I thought it was going to be some like energy drink that I never heard of but right when you hear why and how he got the money it makes sense he had sued Celsius claiming that the company had violated the conditions of an endorsement deal he said quote basically I helped birth this company and all we were looking for was some trustworthy people who acted as if they were family and then when it comes down to the success of today they just forgot about me lawyers for Celsius argued in court and in previous filings that the company reached its greatest success after the Florida endorsement deal ended and that other business decisions led to increased sales and stock value Celsius could appeal the verdict but it wasn't immediately clear if they would so basically um they had terms in their original like sponsorship deal that like when they hit certain benchmarks, Florida would get stock. Right. And they were trying to argue that they hadn't hit those benchmarks in order to like not give him what he deserved. But justice did its thing and said he deserves $83 million. No, that's so fucking shady of them. And I love Florida for like sticking up to him for himself. You know, obviously Florida is a man of means and he has the means, but it's still really scary to go up against like what is probably like a billion dollar company. Yeah, especially if they're, I think they were arguing over 1% of ownership that he was promised and it wow turns into $83 million, something like that. I love this for him. I had no idea he was such a big part of Celsius's growth. I don't really drink Celsius and I didn't know it was like that big of a company. I feel like it was something like only influencers drink. Oh, really? No, I feel like it's so big and it's a great idea and it tastes good I used to let me tell you I didn't know it was an audio uh, an audio I'm not okay I didn't know it was a energy drink energy is kind of like when I heard energy drink I was thinking something like Red Bull monster oh no I guess that would be this because Celsius is just a carbonated sparkling beverage that has so much fucking caffeine but it's Mm. not nasty like Red Bull like Red Bull like tastes like fuel so good Celsius tastes just like a sparkling fruity drink Maybe I'll get into that. Yeah, you should drink a Celsius in the morning. <gasps> totally. Yeah. And I used to drink Celsius more when like, I remember I had some Celsius when we were in Nashville because I was like not drinking as much as you guys. So it's like a fun, it looks like a White Claw, but it's yeah. no alcohol and just tons of caffeine. Like that's what I want. Oh, I kind of love that. Yeah. <sighs> you know, in my old age, I'm like really affected by caffeine. Like I used to be able to have a Diet Coke at midnight and like go to bed. I had a Diet Coke at five o'clock last night and that's why I was up till three. Well, just have caffeine free. Yeah, I know. Low key caffeine free is hard to find like at grocery stores. It's always gone and sometimes they just don't even carry it. I'm sorry. Especially Diet Pepsi caffeine free. That's like impossible to find. I don't even know what that looks like. Me neither. Because the Diet Coke ones, they're bronze. They're bronze. They're kind of stunning. Yeah, they're like gold metal. 
I love this $83 million win for Florida. I am jealous, but also happy for him. Yeah. All Can you agree on a whistle, baby? Whistle, agreed baby. on all points. No. Um, that's so great. And I would love to hear what you have to say next. But if I can just let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Squarespace, would that be okay? Yeah, that would be really great because I think everybody really needs to know about Squarespace, especially if they want to start their own business mm-hmm. or platform themselves. Mm-hmm. Don't wait for someone to platform you. No. Do it yourself. From websites and online stores to marketing tools and analytics, Squarespace is the all-in-one platform to build a beautiful online presence and run your business. So if you have a side hustle, a small business, you work in e-commerce and you need to build a website and you have no idea where to start, go to Squarespace. It is so easy. Building a website can be so intimidating. I feel like from like blogs, like I've, I've really been like making websites. Like I started out like, you know, posting pictures. I have like used so many of the platforms out there. Squarespace is so easy. Like to design, first of all, you don't need to know anything about like software engineering. Their templates are really easy to use to get, you know, the domain that you want. If you want, you know, gorgeousgirlies.com, they will help you secure the domain that you want. It's all in one place. And then also, um, you can have multiple contributors. So if you have people working for you, you can give contributors selective access to your site's website manager, depending on their permissions. So if you have a team, it's really easy to collaborate. They also help you, you know, see your traffic at a glance, see how your visits, unique visitors, page views trend over time. You can gain insight into the the top traffic sources, top products, what type of devices people are using, what browsers they're coming from. And you own all the content that you put on the Squarespace Squarespace platform because Squarespace offers a one-click data portability. So head to squarespace.com slash toast for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use our offer code toast to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. Again, that's squarespace.com slash toast. Today's episode is also brought to you by Nutrafol. Millions of Americans experience thinning hair. It's more than common. It's completely normal, but it's not openly talked about, especially for women. So going through it, if you've been through it, you know it can feel really lonely, frustrating, like maybe even a little embarrassing. But it's time to change the conversation and join the thousands of women who are standing up for their strands with Nutrafol. It is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement. It's clinically shown to improve your hair growth in thickness and the visible scalp coverage. I feel like there are a lot of products out there that claim to help with hair growth, but Nutrafol is such a reputable brand. I feel like their products are really, really well made. They use the best ingredients. And if you're really looking to actually make a change, check out their um, hair growth supplement. It helps by targeting the five root causes of thinning, which is stress, hormones, the environment, nutrition, and metabolism. And it does that through whole body health. They have three unique formulas to support women throughout all stages of life. So a lot of women, you know, experience hair thinning when they're postpartum or when they're in menopause, and they will target those times of your life based on the supplement. So each formula is physician formulated. They use natural drug-free medical grade ingredients and it is constantly, it is consistently effective dosage so that you can get the most reliable results. Uh, In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after six months. You can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com. Enter the promo code TOAST to save $15 off your first month subscription. It's their best offer anywhere, and it is only available to U.S. customers for a limited time. They also offer free shipping on every order when you go uh, to Nutrafol, N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com. Use the promo code TOAST for $15 off and free shipping on your order. Nutrafol.com, promo code TOAST. Thank you, McClurn. You're welcome. Our next story has just been bumped for some breaking news. Oh, what? 
Alec Baldwin and the Rust female armorer will be charged with involuntary manslaughter over his fatal shooting of cinematographer Helena Hutchins, and they face up to 18 months in jail. Uh, New, Mex- New Mexico First Judicial District Attorney Mary Carmack Altweis and Russ Special Prosecutor Andrea Reeb announced the charges in a written statement today. Both Baldwin and Gutierrez Reed face a maximum of 18 months in prison if convicted. Dave Halls, the assistant director, has pleaded guilty to the charge of negligent use of a deadly weapon. Quote, um, the special prosecutor said if any one of these people, three people, Alec Baldwin, Hannah Gutierrez-Reed, or David Halls had done their job, Helena Hutchins would still be alive today. It's that simple. Alec Baldwin has yet to respond to the charges, but his wife, Hilaria, was seen of course. the school run shortly before the announcement was made. Oh, all right. She's allowed. She's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was going to be she went on Instagram. Yeah. Um, I'm shocked. I know. I mean, it's so weird because at the end of the day, like a woman died, a young mother lost her life for no reason and somebody should be held responsible. Yeah. But also, you know, if everything went down the way they say it went down, it was like genuinely an accident. Yeah. And I guess that's what negligence is. It's like, of course, you had no bad intentions, but at the end of the day, like there were consequences. Right, And like involuntary manslaughter does not carry the same sentence as murder as manslaughter it's, it's about yeah. intention no I know it's just like kind of crazy it is but that's also what a trial is for yeah yeah, yeah so I feel like it's crazy that it's that he's actually being charged I feel like everyone had kind of forgotten about it and it felt like there was just it was just being swept under the rug but clearly you know the judicial forces in New Mexico have been working on this and mm. are not just gonna let it fall by yeah. the wayside so it's good that there will be a trial. Alec will have every opportunity to defend himself. I'm sure he'll have the best lawyers and, and make the best yeah. case for himself. And and also I think a lot of the truth of what actually happened will come will to light come out. because we have no idea really how that happened. Like why on God's green diddly dally dally earth, earth. there would be a live bullet on a movie set. No, 100%. And... For me, like the you're right. Like everyone kind of like moved on from this very quickly. And I feel like Alec Baldwin went back very quickly to just being a celebrity posting on Instagram. And to me, like that's the weirdest and most disrespectful part of it. Like he definitely took a break, maybe like two months. But you would think like accidentally killing someone would destroy a person. Yeah. And Alec appears to like have bounced back. And it, it, it's so kind of sociopathic in my mind. Yeah. And I'm not saying I want him to be, you know, forlorn for the rest of his life and never be the same but a normal human reaction is like that that shit changes you yeah you don't know what his interior life is like but I would agree with you and you would think he would like want to you know express on his social media and like just for his image like like he he would want to express that he's like pulled back a little but he hasn't yeah but then he's out here making videos begging people to follow Hilaria on Instagram also I would just say devil's advocate is that if he knows that this is about to become a legal proceeding yeah. if he spent all his time on Instagram talking about how sorry he was like that's just, and I'm not saying he should do that that's just not good in the court you know no no I get it I get it which it's is just, unfortunate because like you know it's just. It's so, it's so weird. But there's like low key, like a lot of celebrities who have like killed people. Involuntarily. Involuntarily. Uh, I believe Matthew Broderick. 
Really? Yeah, Google it. He was like driving on the wrong side of the highway, like when he was really young. Caitlyn Jenner, that car accident, mm-hmm. remember? Oh, wait, here's an article. 12 famous people who have killed someone. Yeah, it's like low-key like weird. Okay, I, okay. Br- Matthew Broderick, while driving in Ireland with his then gal pal Jennifer Grey. Oh, from um, Dirty Dancing. Dirty Dancing. He veered into oncoming traffic and crashed into a car head on. The other driver died and he was fined $175 for careless driving. Yeah. Brandy failed to brake in time and hit the car in front of her. The other driver. Brandy Glanville or no. Ray J's? Ray J's sister. Okay. The other driver was killed, but Brandy was never charged with the crime. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. All very sad. So, I mean, we'll just have to see. And you're right. We have no answer for what the fuck happened. So a trial isn't the worst thing just to get to the bottom of it. Yes, I agree. And, uh, you know, when someone dies in, in such a way, like they deserve a trial. Like a hundred percent. She deserves for this Justice. to play out. And if anybody is responsible to be held responsible. Wow. What crazy breaking news. Thank you so much for sharing that. You're welcome. Are you ready for our fifth and final story? I am. Give me a second, because Carol Baskin says her dead husband was found alive, but no one noticed. Carol Baskin declared that her missing ex-husband, Don Lewis, was found alive in Costa Rica, but the discovery is just now going viral over a year later. During a reserviced November 2021 interview with ITV's This Morning Talk Show, Carol alleged that her ex, who was declared legally dead in 2002 after disappearing a few years before, was actually alive and well. However, not everyone is buying it. Carol Baskin told The Post herself that she was unaware of the alleged revelation until the sequel series was broadcast in November 2021. Quote, I was not aware of it until TK2 aired. She said the post via email as much confusion and online debate ignited on social media. The animal rights activists allege in the resurfaced ITV footage that the Department of Homeland Security has been in touch with her former spouse. Huh. But she said she didn't know. And then there's an interview where she says she does. I guess she didn't know until TK2. And then in the interview, she said that he's alive. And then the interview has now resurfaced one year later. My God, we have beat this Tiger King thing so dead. Like, I don't care. Uh, Okay, I don't care because I never watched Tiger King. Like, I legit don't care. But I just want to say, based on, this is my outside perspective, but like, everybody called Carol Baskin a murderer. They like protested her being on Dancing with the Stars because like, there was a vibe that she murdered her husband. Carol Baskin killed her killed hus- her husband whacked, whacked him. him like the whole yeah. country went on and on with this narrative based on just some um it, it, it uh what's the word inferring inferences from a documentary and this woman mm. was branded a murderer and if yeah. her husband is alive like we owe not me not me because i had no nothing to do with this we owe her an apology a big one you're a hundred percent right and you know who actually really owes her an apology is netflix yeah. Like they ran with that narrative and then people loved it, but like they started it. Yeah. And it's like, if this man was alive, like go find him. Like you guys have research teams. Like, yeah, it's just sad. And I also feel like if this narrative of her wasn't painted, like Tiger King was the biggest show in the world. Like mm-hmm. she would have had more of a career, but like nobody more wanted of a to life. hire the alleged murderer. No, you're completely right. It's like all fun and games. And then when you like step back and look at this at a glance, it's like we all, it was like a, 
like a just a fact like carol baskin murdered her husband you right. know right and she didn't and, like, but, and like that has consequences yeah but just we like just go around that's so indicative stuff. it's so indicative of the world we live in now like rumors start people say crazy things and then like years later we find out that they're not true and there's no like recourse re- recourse no i was gonna say yeah recourse like there's no payback like there's no apology that like i feel like that shit happens all the time literally ariel charnas literally manti teo <gasps> you see he welcomed his second baby with his wife no i didn't Ugh. yeah how sweet manti i miss our manti era i miss our manti era too i forgot about that that was that to me is like the perfect example of like we just completely well i i don't really watch sports but like just the world like comes up with this narrative and like it's over for someone. And run with it. Like, we don't give anyone ever the benefit of the doubt. Right. Right. And it's like, if you were to give Carol Baskin the benefit of the doubt back, then it's like, you support a murderer? Right. But innocent until proven guilty. It's all very confusing. I sneezed on it. It's true. So, that's the lesson. Good. The lesson from today's episode, because it's so important to always take a lesson with you. I'll quote the Bible. Have they done lechaf's chut? Give people the benefit of the doubt, okay? Chill, chill. Yeah, and just like pause, okay? Just pause for a second. Take a step back. Take a step back. Take inventory. Love that. Damn, the episode took a turn. 100%. Um, But that's our show. A nice little short Thursday. Tomorrow is our last episode of the week because it's Friday, Friday. Gotta get down on Friday. Everybody's looking forward to the weekend, weekend. Friday, Friday. Getting down on Friday. Everybody's looking forward to the weekend. Party and party and yeah. Party and party and yeah. Yeah. Fun, 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 fun. Looking forward to the weekend. The weekend. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Toast of the Millennium Morning Show, where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So at Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places where we listen to podcasts, find us at the Toast. Leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and wickedly talented we are. Hope you guys have an incredible Thursday. We'll see you tomorrow for Friday, Friday. Gotta get down on Friday. Bye. Love ya. Bye.